right, Joey. So it is, uh, I don't know what day it is, 13th of December. It's Sunday. Uh, 2015. So uh, what that means for everybody out there is we have a news block this week. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. I feel like we don't, we should do it more often, but we don't. I think it kind of, I kind of like the way we have it going because when there's actual news that's worth a damn to talk about then we talk about it other than that man because there's been fuck all this week and the week before that well i mean there's been some uh gaming news but it hasn't been like a crazy amount of it there's a couple of big news stories but that's about it in movies some trailers dropped yeah yeah and maybe we'll do it more often in the coming months it kind of just depends on how busy the news is i didn't even like i've I've seen most of these trailers like two of these trailers but uh if anything we'll uh we'll watch them during the break so we can come back and uh yeah talk about them but um Let's start off how we usually do. Joey, um, what have you been doing these last couple of weeks? It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Yeah. So, um, well, it's, it's been pretty busy with work for me, so I haven't really been doing a whole lot. Uh, I'm still kind of barely touching, you know, Black Ops 3 campaign. Um, you still haven't finished it? Nope. Okay. Not in the slightest. I'm not even entirely sure how far I am. I'm pretty sure I'm not even halfway. Okay, so spoilers, I guess, because how far are you? Because I finished it this last week. I slogged through it on Thursday. Well, you see, um, it, it, it's, it's worth saying that I'm not even halfway through because those campaigns are notoriously short, like a couple hours at best, you know, like six hours, yeah, seven hours maybe. I think that's probably about right. And it depends on what difficulty you play. Yeah, I'm just playing normal. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not doing anything extravagant. Fuck that. Um, let's see. I just got past the part where you're in... Like Singapore, I don't know. You're okay, talking to some like Asian the dude. Second mission, second or third something like that. I think yeah. it's like the third one. You're talking to some some Asian dude who's your contact in like a and, bar. And in like a bar, some robots walk in. Yeah, in a bar, he stabs some dude in the shoulder for knocking over a glass, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. You kill a bunch of people. Nothing really makes sense story wise. Then you kind of go trot off somewhere else. Kind of lose track of what you're doing. You fight a mech at one point. Um, there will be parts later where you'll, where you'll have to fight like three or four of them. Like just one right after the yeah. other. As I've been just using the the LMG, the the well, yeah, the MGs re- recently because you know, it's easier. But um, just I'm that far. So how much farther do I have to go? Like I said, there's probably about... Nine or ten missions. Okay. And you're at the third one, so... Eh, math not good. You still have a way to go. Yeah. Um, the story gets really weird at the end. I imagine, yeah. Um, but you really don't start seeing any of that until about, like, halfway through. 
I'm just kind of, I was kind of hoping just more Christopher Maloney in this one. Cause I was kind of psyched to see that he was in, in the game, but like, I was like, Hey, Stabler's in here. Cool. That was about the biggest moment I had in that game so far. But, um, yeah, just, that's all I've been playing. I mean, I've downloaded like a bunch of stuff from like, you know, free with gold. Yeah. But I just haven't had a chance to touch it. Like I still haven't played the dear God. Still haven't played valiant hearts. I still haven't played, uh, uh, the Walking Dead season one again. That's it was free on gold, and I was like, it's I'm gonna good. Fuck. You should play it. You will cry. Well, no, I, I played it before. I played it on the Xbox okay. 360, but I wanted to play through it again before I got the second one in GameFly. Right. Um, just because and. Yeah, it kind of. Well, that way, if you play it on here and you get it on GameFly, your uh, save info should transfer over yeah. to. Uh, That's also kind of the main reason why. Also, I kind of want to play it differently than I played it on the 360. Hopefully, I can pull that off. But, um, and uh, as far as movies go, um, haven't really been watching much. I'm still watching the league. Almost done with watching the league. At like, uh, well, at least the seasons they have on. On Which I think Netflix. is everything except for the uh, last yeah, one that's currently pretty much. So, like, so I'm on season six, like episode eight. So I'm almost done with it. And, right. And it's been fucking hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. They, I like, I just got done with the Dirty Randy Rafi origin story, and that was that was something else entirely. And. Um, I just love the way that they the, the the way they showed how they became so insane. It's like <laughs> families died. It's like they're like his best friend dies because of him, and then Rafi's family gets killed by <laughs> Seth by Dirty Randy's friend who falls off of a building and lands on Rafi's family, and they're like all normal, clean cut looking dudes, and then they get hooked on like electroshock therapy. It's so funny to see Jason. Mantuvis without like his big like signature beard, his giant beard, because his jaw is insane. It's like square, yeah. like super square. He's like an Armenian version of Superman, almost. You know, <laughs> or I guess Greek version of Superman. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, and that's been pretty great so far um and then recently i saw in the heart of the sea which is not doing so well in the box office it's uh let me bring up the numbers while you talk about it okay you might as well talk about yeah, it so in in the heart of the sea i remember first seeing the trailer for it and i remember thinking oh this is just going to be an adaptation of uh of Moby Dick, but this is about the story that supposedly I'm because I'm not too, you know, up on my Herman Melville, you know, or knowing anything literary about anything, right? Um, so uh, I, I'm a, I'm not sure if Moby Dick was ever inspired by a true story or not, but um, this is uh, based off of the story, the account of somebody who was like that inspired the Moby Dick right. book, <laughs> and pretty much it starts off with uh, um, Herman Melville kind of going into this, you know, uh, this uh, inn uh, over like on the East Coast or whatever. And talking to uh, the sole survivor of the, uh, I can't remember what the ship was called in the movie, but um, of the ship that encountered uh, uh, the whale. Right. And it's not bad. 
it's definitely not that great either. I was expecting a little bit more out of it because it was Ron Howard, right. and Ron Howard can make some pretty uh, pretty great movies. Just to jog the mind, um, what other movies has he directed and been a part of? So the biggest, um, so he's he's mostly known for. Uh, his role on the Andy Griffith show as Opie, um, Andy Griffith's son, and also in Happy Days uh, with, you know, the Fonz and everything. Right. And when he, uh, he could have just retired off of that, but he kind of went off and started making movies, and the movie he's most not- noted for is Apollo 13, um, which a lot of people believed uh, should have won the Oscar um, for Best Picture and Best Director for himself, but it ultimately went somewhere else. I believe at the time it was Braveheart. Um, Braveheart Mel Gibson I think but uh, he's he's done that Uh, most recently he did the movie Rush with uh, um, also you know Chris Hemsworth in that movie as well and that was actually not bad either that was a kind of a super intense uh, movie when it came to the race parts he didn't really think I wouldn't really think he could pull off a very frenetic um, kind of kinetic style like that but he he was definitely Doing, doing some work on that right. movie and that was pretty interesting um, but let me see let me just bring up his entire thing real quick because he's done quite a bit um, stupid IMDB app ain't worked shit well let me um, just talk about the box office while you look that up so um, it opened on Friday right yeah um, opening weekend uh, domestically it's made 11 million dollars mm-hmm um, which doesn't fare well. Yeah. Uh, there's no. It doesn't say anything about production budget, but it's a very generous assumption to assume that it's a hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. Because um, from what I've seen, you got a lot of like CG effects. A lot, a lot of CG. So a lot. Um, and that stuff doesn't come cheap. So I'm it sure, does not. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they're not very happy with the results of opening weekend. No. Um, okay, so here we go. We have... Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Cocoon with uh, Steve Gutenberg. Gung-Ho with Michael Keaton. Willow, which has kind of like become a bit of a cult classic. Um, Parenthood. <clears throat> Backdraft. Far and Away. The paper, Apollo 13, which is highly considered his best movie. Ransom, Ed TV, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, A Beautiful Mind, which won him Best Director and Best Picture. Um, The Missing, Cinderella Man, which is also a pretty good movie, too. I actually really like that one. I kind of like anything really set in the Depression era for some reason. It's just a really interesting time period. Um, The Da Vinci Code, Frost Nixon, Angels and Demons, the sequel to The Da Vinci Code. Um, the Dilemma with uh, Vince Vaughn and Kevin James. Then Rush, Made in America, and then recently in the Heart of the Sea. So he's definitely had some well-known movies in there. Definitely. So um, I'm sure he's got. He's probably one of those directors who can just be like, "Yeah, I want to do this." And a pretty, studio will probably much, much like I'm sure like Spielberg. Spielberg is much like kind of in the maybe they're not in, in the same level, but in that same level as far as like produ- production companies where they can pretty walk much. up and be like, "I want to make this." Yeah, pretty much. If, if Ron Howard wants to do something, he can kind of just do whatever he really wants. He's kind of uh, I th- I always imagine him as like Steven Spielberg's protege. 
in right. a way because he kind of came up in his footsteps a little bit and but you know the uh, check it out if you want to. I would say it's a rent. Just wait for it till it gets onto Redbox, Redbox or, or Netflix or something, yeah. and or it gets on streaming somewhere. So uh, not really worth going to you know sit in the movie theater for like two and a half hours watching this movie. Yeah, because no, it, and it you know it looked interesting, but um, from what you were telling me before we started recording, yeah, um, this is. Maybe something more so I'd want to see is like, like you said, like a Jaws film, like where they're exactly. actually like fighting the way. Because that's what like I that. thought the movie was going to be about. Mostly it was going to be uh, just like a good like 40 minute sequence or so of them like stranded out in the middle of the ocean fighting this whale or something along the lines. But uh, it, it kind of became more of a, you know, survival story of the crew after the ship went down um, yeah. by the whale and you just kind of see them floating around trying to survive as they drift from island to island and then get picked up eventually. And that's all it really is about. It's kind of it's about that and like kind of just cleaning out your conscience. Right. It's, it's, it's all about like the conscience, like the stuff you see and the stuff you bear that you can't keep it in. You have to let it out at one point. You have to be able to Fight express your demons that. And- exactly. Facing your demons, confronting them and to just kind of being able to let it out. Um, that's what the movie at, a, at its core is about. It's real it, deep, Joey. Not really. <laughs> if I, if I picked up on it, it's not that deep. <laughs> Because it's, it's because they, they are literally facing a demon, which is the whale, right? And then you know, confronting their demons and themselves by talking about it. That that's, that's all it is, really. Yeah, um, I mean that's good to know. What about you, Johnny? What have you been doing? I have been doing a whole bunch of a lot, a whole actually. bunch of a lot. Um, so I bought a. Uh, so last time we recorded, I was thinking about buying a PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought one. Yeah. Um, Is it everything you ever dreamed of, Johnny? It's all right. I don't. I definitely think that the uh, Xbox One has a better interface mm-hmm. as far as like knowing where things are. Because I get fucking confused with the uh, PlayStation Home. It's just like a strip with all of your games. Um, and then just some other random shit. And I'm sure there's plenty of ways to kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. simplify that a little bit, but not, it's not simple enough to where it's just like, Oh, do this and clear out all this shit. Cause it's like, Oh, like what's new to the PlayStation store? Like, Oh, you can listen to Spotify and your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it's just all these like little icons, just like hogging up your straight line that you have to choose from. Hmm. So I don't really care for the interface too much. Um, as far as games, I only have, I have a couple, uh, I, the uncharted collection came with, uh, the PlayStation four. Yeah. So I started playing that a little bit. Um, the I started with the first one and it's not really doing a whole lot for me, but I've heard that it picks up near the end and then into the second one. So I'm kind of gonna slog through that and see if I can get into it. Because that's that's what I want to get. I want to get the Nathan Drake collection bundle thing. Yeah. When I get my PS4. And then um, I also got Until Dawn, mm-hmm. which I was super excited to start playing. Um, I've 
we I say I but Anne and I have both been kind of like so I played yeah. through it first and then she played through it and then we both kind of just uh, went through it and tried to like you know just have different playthroughs yeah um, so the first time I played um and I want to say, I'm not really going to talk about, like, uh, spoilers, I guess. I mean, what really can you spoil yeah. that you don't already know? All the characters can live, all the characters can die, or some combination. <laughs> you know, really any combination in between. Um, we all know how the slasher movies are supposed to end. One girl survives, and she's the one who didn't have sex or drink or do any drugs. That's which, just how it goes. Which is makes sense. So there's... Uh, um, you know, six characters and they're all kind of very tropey, but about, yeah, I don't want to say about halfway through the story, but as you progress through the story, those tropes kind of get dropped mm-hmm. and it's not like, you know, super. I, in all honesty, I kind of be a little like remiss if they weren't there, at least in some fashion, because that's the kind of stuff everyone kind of looks for in, in a horror movie. They're like, oh, that's the dumb jock. He's going to die soon. Yeah, and so like, that's the slush he's about to there's get There's a guy soon. who's like the jock and then the slutty girl. And then um, there's the one that's like sort of like the bitch. <laughs> bitch. Um, there's the one that's like. I guess, yeah, so... Then, like, the stoner, loser type of dude. There's not really, like, a stoner, loser guy. Um, well, then, like, some guy who's pathetic. That's the alternative. So, the, yeah, the, I guess maybe you can consider one of the characters, Chris, that he, like, has a crush on his best friend, and she has a crush on him, but they, like, haven't, de- like, you know... Yeah, he's the... He, their love to yeah, he's, so he's, he's the pretty pathetic much guy. falls in that uh, character vein. Um, there's a class president, the like, you know, charismatic, like, you know, the leader of the group pretty yeah. much. And then there is, um, I guess the not the more, the more like well-rounded character, yeah. Sam, and she's the one who's played by, uh, Hayden Pinatieri, whatever the fuck her name is. The girl um, from heroes, the cheerleader. We all know. Yeah. Um, so they can all die except for two of them, and then they have the opportunity to die at the very, very end. Um, but so I played through it, and uh, one of the pr- people died because I made a stupid mistake, and I got very <laughs> upset. Um, Did you check out a noise in a dark corridor, Johnny? No, there was a, there, there was a, some point where, uh, and like I'm going to try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible. Um, well, one of the characters... Um, Two of the characters are going to go do something, mm-hmm. and they're going to go try and uh, get to a radio tower. Um, and for whatever reason, you come upon this cliff, and then you get surrounded by deer. And they kind of just like there's a horde of them. They all come and like they seem like they're about to push you through the uh, like off the cliff. But mm-hmm. then you kind of walk through. And you've seen gameplay video. Yeah, that that was that, that the sequence you're describing. That's the one I've been seeing the most of. So, um, your character kind of decides to walk through the deer, and all of a sudden you'll get this prompt where in the game you can use the right stick and you pretty much aim and pull a trigger to um, either shoot something or do a certain action like attacking. Anyway, this prompt pops up on this deer. And you don't have to hit it. You don't have to hit the deer uh, with the axe that you're carrying. Okay. 
but I fucking freaked the fuck out when I first played. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, dude. And, and it just like something triggered inside of me. As soon as the little reticle popped up, I was like, nope, gotta kill it. So I hacked this deer, and then they all pretty much pushed me off the cliff, and I failed the quick time event, fell off, and died. <laughs> I was so upset. It was fucking. It fucking pissed me off. Um, so, do they? Should is there like an actual killer on the loose that's about to get you guys, or is there like, uh, like a ghost, demon? What's going on? So, if I talk about this, we're going to go into full spoiler territory. Um, so, you have been warned. If you want, like, no spoilers for Until Dawn. Um, so there's this one character that, um, he's kind of, you see, they show him prominently like he's the killer. Mm -hmm. Um, you see him in the first scene, he's got like a bloody ax and he's kind of just hanging out outside the cabin. Um, when you are, when you return a year later, um, you kind of see him here and there. Like one of the characters sees him up by the cabin as they're going somewhere else. Um, and then you kind of just run into him here and there. So everything kind of makes you believe that he's the killer. But then at some point, uh, it turns out he's not the killer and he's kind of just there trying to protect them and like, you know, okay. trying to get them to go off the uh, mountain. Um, but the actual killers are Wendigos. Wendigo. So if you don't know what a Wendigo is, Wendigo. Uh, pretty much the spirit of the Wendigo is a spirit that kind of lives on this mountain. And if at any point uh, someone cannibalizes someone else, mm -hmm. someone eats the flesh of another human, the spirit of the Wendigo possesses them and they turn into Wendigos. Yeah. And then they go and eat other people. Yeah. So that's pretty much who ends up being the killer or the demon in the situation. Um, if you don't know what the beginning of the story is, there's two uh, twin sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them gets tricked and runs into the forest because they played a prank on her. Yeah. Then the other sister chases after her. Um, and they both. Uh, well, you don't know that they both die. Mm -hmm. But you, they just kind of shows them hit the bot. They like fall off a cliff, and they hit these rocks at the bottom. Apparently, one of them died right away. Uh, and like I said, full story spoilers. Uh, and the other one survived. Um, she survived for about thirty days, and then she couldn't take it anymore. So she ate her sister. She ends up being one of the Wendigos. Uh -huh. Along with uh, 50 years before, about 50 years before the events of the story, there was a cave-in in a mine. Mm -hmm. And the miners were down there for an extended period of time. They finally got them out. Uh, it turns out that some of them had also cannibalized. So there's, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10, 12 different Wendigos on the mountain. Oh, shit. Um, okay. I, I, there's a lot of them. I don't know if it's exactly that much, but, you know. One so, go. So, in the beginning, um, it's just kind of like, oh, someone might just be, like, kind of fucking with us. And mm. one of the characters technically is fucking with the other ones. Yeah. Um, but then after that uh, first chunk of the story happens, then you get into the uh, Wendigo part. So, it was like this game, you can just kind of, like, sit and play through it, like... In like a couple hours, or it's uh, probably about an eight-hour game. Yeah, I think I played it the first time 
in like three three hour chunks mm-hmm. to over like three nights. Um, but yeah, you could you could play it in a day. Yeah, if you had like the fucking time to do it. Yeah, you could play through it in a day. Um, Just one of those things that's meant to be played over and over again, right? Right. right. So, is there more? Is there like more maps or more scenarios, or do you think they're just going to relegate that to DLC? Um, There's not more maps or scenarios in disc, but and I don't think they're really going to do that much with DLC. Um, But the story can play out so differently um, throughout the uh, you know the way you play. So Mm -hmm. at one point, um, uh, Sam, who is uh, Hayden Panettiere character. Um, she's getting chased by a psycho and this is not a Wendigo. This is just like another person that's kind of fucking with them. Um, so she's getting chased and she's getting chased throughout this, um, through the basement of this, uh, cabin that they're in. Uh, so she runs down there and she has the option to like run or hide and do all these different things. So when I played, um, I tried to hide and then I got caught. I failed a quick time event and that was it. Like her part of the story was done for that moment. And then later it picks up, right? <laughs> so when Anne played, she made a different decision. Instead of hiding, she decided to run. And she got through the store and found this new area that I hadn't been to with her mm-hmm. in that same uh, sequence. Um, and then she had the option to hide and run again. So she ran and then she got caught. And that was it. So there was a new area that was explored. So we played through it the third time. uh, We ran um, and then hid afterwards. And if you hide, then you just stay hidden. Mm -hmm. And that leads to her coming to a completely new area that we hadn't been to at all before. With like new collectibles and things to find. So making one different decision in that one same sequence led us to finding a whole new area that we oh, okay. had no idea we'd you'd even be able to reach before that's pretty cool so the replayability for this game really high in my opinion yeah. um, so that I got um, this uh, indie game called I Am Bread <laughs> That game is just fun. Um, it's much like uh, Goat Simulator. It's just um, ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, weird chaos kind of a thing. Um, I think that's about it in video games. I've been playing Fallout. I uh, got through the campaign on Black Ops 3. Um, and they, uh, after you beat that, you can do the Nightmares campaign, which is like zombies in the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. Like they take that those same missions and they kind of just reorganize them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a zombies. Uh, it's a campaign with zombies in it instead of yeah. like you know all these crazy. That seems interesting, dude. So that I want to start playing that. I haven't had a chance to yet though. Um. I think that's it as far as video games. Uh, As far as movies go, um, I finally got around to watching Mad Max. Yeah, I was. I'm surprised when you told me that the first time because I could have sworn you like you you seen it before. But no, I I didn't get a chance to see it uh, while I was in theaters. Um, But I finally watched it and. 
Shit's dope. Fucking great. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of speculation right now that people want it to be nominated for Best Picture and Best Director uh, just because of, like, how impactful it was when it came out and kind of how much money it made. What was it? The the ratings board, I believe, uh, named it uh, Movie of the Year. Yeah. So... Uh, but watching it, I can totally tell why it is. Uh, it's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it's just visually stunning. Yep. Um, if you want, like, if you want what I would consider, like, real car porn, I feel like this would be the movie to watch. Pretty much. Like, fuck Fast and the Furious. I understand why some people would like that. It's like New York cars and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is just, like... The basis of like manly like, cars, like, like cars fucking held together with you know strips cars, of barbed wire and like, like made together giant tires. Essentially, Franken cars. They're all Franken cars, and they look fucking cool as hell. Um, a lot, all the characters looked like they would be, except for I guess Max. Yeah, um, like they would be like post-apocalyptic, like you know, weird-looking characters. Yeah, well, it's like uh, the character of Max like looked more post-apocalyptic in uh, the original series yeah. of films. Yeah, but also you know mostly because of his because uh, of his clothing more than anything right. else. But you know, but I feel like. Um, I would imagine that he would be like more scarred up or you know kind of just like he's truly seen some shit like he kind of just looked dirty well okay so i'm, I'm gonna kind of try and shed some light on this uh because essentially the mad max like as i've told you and you know and a bunch of other people know there was three movies before this right there was uh road there was uh, mad max road warrior and then uh beyond thunderdome right um thunderdome uh <laughs> I, I, I just keep thinking of Tina Turner every single time of like the Thunderdome comes up, but um, uh, and essentially like in in my head, uh, this movie takes place between uh, Road Warrior and Thunderdome, right? Um, which in, in all honesty, he should be a little more scarred because he went through some shit in Road Warrior, and then he goes through some major shit over in fucking Thunderdome, but um. Yeah, like in my head, that's where it takes place. But uh, the director George Miller says, "Oh, this movie kind of in my head, like takes place after Thunderdome, but also there is no set place in the chronological time in the in the right. timeline that this movie takes place in because there's some like he has like a, there's a character who has the music box um, from Road Warrior, right. and then well from Mad Max and Road Warrior, and then." Uh, and uh, his uh, V8 gets destroyed right. in uh, this new in Fury Road. Right. But he has it in uh, Mad Max and Road Warrior. Doesn't have it in uh, in uh, Thunder. Thunderdome, I don't think. But um, yeah, sorry. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it just. Um, I guess I would have been fine just being like, oh, this is like a different Max or. Just, you know, kind of like something there. Um, I just didn't get the feeling that he's been out on the wasteland, like, as long mm-hmm. as he has. Um, not that that, like, really took anything away yeah. from the movie. Like, some of the other characters really look fucking just weird and, like, gross. And 
Uh, you got a lot of great, like, uh, <laughs> like the dude who pulls out his teeth that are bullets. Yeah. And shoots him. <laughs> that shit was gnarly. Um, I feel like the war boys were mm-hmm. like, you know, they did a great job in acting like just crazy. Like, you know, witness, witness me. It's like, you shall be shiny and chrome. As they like chrome up and they're just like, ah. when you enter the gates of Valhalla, <laughs> like I'm like, it's like one that's like, it's, it's oddly like inspirational when you hear that being said, but also like, also you just kind of like see like, just like how insane these guys are and just like all just like, like I, I would even just go to as far as like, you know, brainwash to like, mm-hmm. cause, cause it's almost like a cult. In, yeah, in exactly. A way. So, um, and then um, I had no idea about this, but Anne shed uh, light on it whenever we were watching it. But apparently, there was like a very vocal minority complaining about all the like feminism in the movie or like mm-hmm. the feminist angles. Um, and to that, I say you guys are fucking dead. Like, 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 like what, what, like what was being said? I don't know. Apparently, that it was like too feministic, and like you know, mm. and I'm like, yeah, that that's obviously there, right? Like, there's obviously like the well, strong women characters and like trying to protect them and stuff, and most of them end up being super badasses, yeah. and, like doing badass shit. Um, but I'm like, there's so much more going on where it's like, that seems a really stupid thing to focus on. Yeah. There's so much like, you know, car explosions and just like general craziness. Mm-hmm. Like there's the, the dudes on the bikes that were hanging out in the canyon. Yeah. And they were just fucking flying all over the place and shit. That shit was nuts. So. Like, yeah, I, it's kind of, I don't really understand that gripe. I mean, like, I mean, like if you think about it in the world, this movie is set in. If you're being treated like property, you're not going to want to be treated like property anymore. Yeah. So you're going to try and escape. And like the and like that's more. Of course, it's, you it's know? probably a bigger issue because um, the characters in it uh, are women. I guess. And it's they've just... been oppressed longer than men have, of course. Um, but that's just more so a story that anybody could relate to. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean, like, eh, whatever. They're just complaining about nothing. Like if, if they don't want to enjoy a good movie, they don't have to enjoy a good movie. Cause it was a fuck. It was a good, good movie. movie. That was a good ass movie. Like I, like I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for like the complete box set to come out. Cause I want all four movies. And I like how little they did as far as uh, storytelling goes. They didn't need like a narrator there. They didn't need any of the characters to really push this story along with uh, dialogue. I think think it's because straightforward. Like, I could probably watch the movie. I wouldn't say muted because the music really kind of, like, helped Mm -hmm. push that story along as well. But uh, with no dialogue... And I could still yeah. have uh, some kind of semblance. The, the best, the best music came from the Doof Warrior in, <laughs> in that movie. He, he cannot deny the Doof Warrior was one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Straight up, that and Zoe Kravitz. It's a good, good movie. Yeah, it was fucking great. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, I also watched Spy. Yeah, um, it's something we had, you had talked about um, pretty early on in the podcast. Yeah, uh, a little bit after it came out, uh, I went to go see Jurassic World. All the showings were sold out, so I ended up seeing Spy instead. So I watched Spy. Um, 
thought it was okay. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's not bad. It you has know, its moments. Melissa McCarthy is funny, you know, and it, it has a lot of really good moments, but I kind of think Jason Statham steals a lot of those moments when he's on screen. Yeah. Just because of, like, how much he just relentlessly fucks up, like, everything <laughs> in that movie, and just, like, and he still plays it off as, like... He had planned to do He this planned to do it, and, like, this, and, like, I'm not sure, I'm pretty, I'm not sure if it's been ad-libbed or not, but, like, the entire scenes where he's describing, like, all the weird fucked up shit he's done, <laughs> he's, he's like, I drove a car out of a plane while I was on fire and landed in a mansion and then like whatever like much a million other yeah. things and it's like he's like well I was shot in the eyeballs both of them and it's like <laughs> and just like the way he describes it is just so funny because it's just like a pure parody of the characters he usually plays yeah in like other movies and then like that one dude the Italian dude yeah yeah the guy he was who, great he was funny I loved that part he was great um so yeah that was okay uh um, definitely, let's say a rent or a stream. A strong rent. Um, uh, last uh, big movie that I watched was uh, The Good Dinosaur. And? I cried. A lot. A lot. <laughs> um, I think I cried more at this movie than any other. More than Inside Out? Probably, yeah. I think so. Um but it definitely wasn't like my favorite Pixar movie or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just something about it. I don't know what they did wrong. Cause they hit all the right story beats. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Two Pixar movies within the same year. Inside Out and that Good might Dinosaur. Be it. That, that could have a strong doing, especially since uh, Inside Out did so well. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like there's just a lot more that's relatable in Inside Out than in yeah. The Good Dinosaur. Like, because I've been hearing a lot of people saying this, like the movie is surprisingly dark for a Pixar movie, and a lot of people are saying that that's the reason why they don't really want to, they, they don't like it, or at least, like supposedly the kids have been crying in the movie so much that they don't want to see the movie anymore, they want to leave, or something bullshit like that. I can... I don't know, though, but... I can see that. I mean... Um, I guess spoilers for the good dinosaur, but I mean, it's a Pixar movie. You kind of already know the beats that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, so pretty much this takes place in an alternate future where the dinosaurs didn't get wiped out by, you know, by that meteor. So, um, there's, uh, a family of dinosaurs, two adult dinosaurs, a mom and dad, and they're kind of like um, planting crops and like taking care of stuff. And they have uh, three kids. Mm-hmm. One's like a uh, normal, tough uh, guy yeah. kid. The other one's kind of like the uh, prankstery girl one. Mm-hmm. And then there's Arlo, which is our main character. Yeah. Um, and he's just this like very awkward, very, you know. The odd duck. Pretty much. Um, so they have this thing where it's like, oh, you can make your mark on the silo that they've made once you've like proven yourself. So the dad makes his mark because he made the silo and everything. And the mom like has been uh, planting crops and doing all this stuff. So they both make their marks and the kids are about to. And they're like, no, you have to earn them. Mm-hmm. So eventually the uh, 
the older brother does it. The sister makes her mark. They both make their mark, and Arlo still needs to make his mark. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like what this whole movie is uh, pushed by. He wants to do something. Okay. That that's you know is is going to help the the family and be beneficial and everything. So his job is to take care of the pest that's been eating away all their crops. Um, the pest ends up being the little boy that you've seen yeah. in all of the uh, marketing stuff. Um, so he is about to kill it, and then he just lets it go. And then the dad is like. Uh, why did you do that? Come on, we still have time to go catch it. So they go after it and they like chase it up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this big old storm. Um, the dad saves Arlo, but by doing that, he uh, he gets killed in the process. Yeah. Of course, because you know you've got to have the loss of one parent. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then it comes back to the mom. And she's like, you can tell that she just looks like physically weak. Like she's just been working like crazy. She's like, mm-hmm. uh, we need to get this uh, harvest done because or else we're not going to make it through the winter. Mm-hmm. So she's like sitting there, obviously, like, you know, trying to do the work of like two dinosaurs. Um, Arlo sees Spot and chases him. Arlo goes into a river. And he ends up being super far away from his home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> you know what this movie is sounding like? Land Before Time. Yeah, kind of. Like it's kind that. of a lot. So then uh, eventually he washes up on shore and he's got to go back home. That's pretty much the plot of the movie. Um, Don Bluth is going to be pissed. Um, and. He eventually becomes friends with Spot, which is the uh, yeah. caveman kid. Um, they run into some kooky characters. Um, Jeff Bridges as a T-Rex. Right. Um, and um, Arlo and Spot like talk about family, and you find out that like Spot's uh, parents died. Yeah, because uh, Arlo and this fucking made me cry like crazy. But Arlo gets like five little sticks um, to represent his two parents, and then the three kids. One of them being himself. Mm-hmm. And he makes a circle around it and he tells Spot, he's like, family, like, this is like, I miss my family. And then you see Spot go grab three sticks, two big ones and then one little one. And he makes a circle around it and then he <laughs> knocks over both of the big sticks. Jesus Christ. He like kind of like buries them. And then Arlo grabs what, like one of the, the one that represents his yeah. dad and does the same thing. And they kind of just like go to bed. <laughs> Fuck! God damn! Now imagine that with like really, really beautiful animation. Uh, I can imagine. Um, so there's a lot of moments like that that are kind of just like you know, very family driven. No es bueno. Um, uh, eventually they make it back, and before he gets all the way there. Um, he at some point goes and saves Spot. Spot gets saved, and then uh, there's a group of cavemen that like approach him, 
and he eventually has to make the decision to like let Spock go mm-hmm. with the cavemen, and that was sad. <laughs> Jesus, because at that point, like Spock keeps trying to go back to Arlo, and Arlo pushes him back and makes a circle around all the cavemen mm-hmm. to represent his new family. Yeah, and I was like, God damn it! Like this fucking goddamn movie, and I cried a lot. <laughs> fucking just kept crying the whole goddamn time, and it's just saying like, Why am I with you? She cried just as much as I did, so it's okay. Um, and. Then at that point, I was like, okay, I think I'm, like, done with the tears. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then he, like, goes back, and he, like, comes back to the farm. I and, can't like, stop the tears, man. The harvest is, like, almost done, and he, like, you see the mom, like, pretty much on, like, death's bed, like, still, like, just from exhaustion. Yeah. And then she, like, sees him. And she says the dad's name mm-hmm. because she's, you know, in some kind of yeah. crazy exhaustion. Well, she's about to die, yeah. obviously. And then eventually she sees that it's Arlo and she, like, gets back up and they, like, all have this, like, reunion moment. And they're all, like, hugging and, like, just happy to see each other. And then Arlo finally makes his mark on the silo and all this shit. And I was like, oh. She can't stop the tears, man. It's pretty... Maybe preset, but like I said, it just, I don't know what it was. Um, it was a good movie, um, but really it could wait to be watched at home. Yeah. In all honesty, I like when it comes to animated movies, I just wait for them to get on Netflix or something. <laughs> I just, I don't know if it was like they didn't really make these characters as relatable as they would have wanted. Or they didn't really, like, do the advertising push that they would have wanted. Um, Because you see things like Star Wars, and even before the movie comes out, like, these, like, toys and stuff are selling like crazy, right? Yeah. Um, And that kind of merchandising, I feel like, wasn't really there with the good dinosaur. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, Star Wars is just so part of... You know, popular culture right now. Yeah. And no, has been and since the 70s. That's fine, and I get that, but it's just like that. And maybe it's because the characters aren't that marketable. It just makes me think of, like, yeah. a bug's life. I mean, like, how, like, I mean, how many toys have you seen based off of, like, Pixar movies? A lot. Yeah, I really? see them all the fucking time. I, I've, I haven't ever seen any. Like, I, because, like, I mean, like, every single time I'm looking for shit to get my nephews for Christmas, like, I'm, like, scouring the internet looking for something worthwhile. And it's like, um, so Inside Out came out earlier this year. Yeah. Um, if you go to the video game section of a Walmart or a Target or a GameStop, um, and you go to the Disney Infinity stuff, they have, you know. No, I'm talking about, like, actual toys. Yeah. Like, well, like, even, like, plushes and stuff like that. Um, not plushies. Toys. Like little like figurines and you're like with you know, like like I'm I'm like actually like play sets, like posable toys, thing you know, make them hold shit, make them fight each other, make them gangbang, whatever you want them to do. I don't think uh yeah, I don't think I don't really consider that to be um well obviously they're toys, but I you know have I guess a broader 
Yeah. I'm talking about like like the stuff we used to play with when we were kids before like internet actually became a thing and before like video games were like actually on the forefront for us. Like those kinds of toys. Yeah, I guess we can say the same thing about uh, Disney Infinity stuff. Like those are toys to life, right? They're just little figures. Yeah, I, don't, I just consider it more of a video game thing, I guess. But anyways, like I said, I don't know if there was just that there wasn't that marketing push or what happened, but um, yeah, a lot of people are thinking this might be like the first I don't want to call it a flop because I'm sure it'll make money back when it goes to video mm-hmm. and um, with merchandising, you know, yeah. from here on out. Uh, I'm sure it'll break even if not do you know okay yeah um, but I don't know I think this is their first like box office flop in a good while yeah they um I think did they did they do planes did they do planes no I don't was it Disney maybe I don't know who did planes I can look it up right now but yeah I think that would have been the uh the last uh, Disney or Disney Pixar movie that didn't do that well. Yeah. Um, At least animated wise, live action. There's been a few live action that Disney's done yeah. that hasn't done too well. Let's see. Uh, I think um, I think Planes was just Disney. Okay. Um, not Disney Pixar. Well, anywho. <laughs> Moving, moving on. Um, we can move on. Um, we can uh, go right into. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I did in this last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we can go right into the video game news, unless you have something else to add. Nope, not really. Um, so, if you're new to video the games. chopping block, um, uh, pretty much we uh, during our news blocks we just kind of break down the video game news and the movie news of since the last time we did one, so yeah. the last couple weeks. Um, we had the video game awards mm-hmm. um, last week, and then we had PSX that same weekend. Yeah, um, that's pretty much where we got all the news for uh, this last couple weeks. There hasn't really been anything else that's been all too big. Um, first thing I put on here is something I think you'd be excited for. I think I kind of called it too. Um, the they announced the. Um, next set of Mortal Kombat DLC characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Leatherface. I, I believe I said that at one point. Like, any other character I would want to see, I, the first one I said was Leatherface. Yeah. So, Leatherface is in there. And that sounds dope as shit. Yeah. Uh, Xenomorph. Pretty much one of the aliens from Aliens. Yeah. Um... And the way it seems, it seems like uh, the xenomorph will kind of be like Baraka. You see, you see the xenomorph like get these like weird blades during that little uh, announcement trailer. So people have been wanting Baraka in Mortal Kombat. This might be their answer to an extent. Okay. Kind of, kind of a weird one, but I don't really think like the, the xenomorph needs a weapon of any kind, like any blades. I think because like it's vicious on its own. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine, but I'm sure it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, we can. It might just be like you know, how there's like three different forms of each character. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them is yeah, pretty much I, that. That's probably what's up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of, one of uh, my favorite characters, uh, Bo Raicho. Yeah, Bo Raicho is fucking which is dope. just the drunken guy, the drunken boxing dude who like his move. Like if you throw up, they will slip on your. Vomit. That was always my favorite thing. So I really hope they do something with that. And I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um, and then a sort of new character, Triborg. Uh, Triborg, which is pretty much just all of the Mortal Kombat robots mixed into one. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, I can play more so as this one, this one, or this one, yeah. just depending on which kind of thing mm-hmm. I pick. Leatherface, though. Yeah, that's... That sounds just super exciting. cool. I mean, like... I mean, because, like, in all honesty, any other slasher character that would actually make for a good, you know, fighter, in my mind, was always, like, you know... Leatherface. Right. I mean, have you ever seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. yeah. And like, like, just like his imposing figure alone in the movie, which is he's gigantic in the movie. Right. He's just a big, big fucking dude. crazy guy. Yeah. And like, so I'm assuming like when this gets transferred into the game, you have like a big fucking dude as big as like Jason in the game. You know, having Jason and Leatherface duke it out is gonna be fucking. I'm excited to see like uh, fatalities. Yeah, for Leatherface. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that like when he wins, he does like the chainsaw ballet at the end of the movie, and like I I hope like that's like his victory, his like you know victory cutscene. Right, that should be dope. Yeah. Um, so those are supposed to come out uh, in the next couple months here, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we don't have to wait too long for those. Um, also at the Game Awards, uh, Telltale announced a Batman game. Mm-hmm. Telltale's been just busting them out lately, haven't they? Yeah, just like crazy. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm, um, I, as long as like their style doesn't get overplayed, because these are the guys, only guys who are doing their kind of like point-and-click adventure type of stuff. You know, then yeah. hopefully it doesn't wear things too think, quickly. I feel like they either need to like back off or um, I don't know, like rework their game engine a bit, mm-hmm. add something new to it. Because it, you know, I understand it's a stylized look and everything, mm-hmm. but even then, I feel like some of the animation isn't all that great. I feel like you can go in and like you know with a new engine not like remake these games but for future games especially yeah. if you're planning on um, putting out two or three of them a year mm-hmm. I would think that that's a good idea um, also uh, another game that Telltale announced um, they're doing a Walking Dead uh, Michonne game mm-hmm. that's coming out in 2016 that could be interesting. Um, I think that has potential to be cool. I mean, Michonne's a badass character, so... Mm-hmm. And especially with everybody taking to Walking Dead and still being as sucked and, into yeah. that as they, you know... It's surprising, too. You, I would expect it a big drop-off of Walking Dead by now. Um, and finally, um, probably my favorite news out of the Game Awards, 
uh, Psychonauts. Yeah, that is so, what's up. Um, the return of the 3D platformer is here. I was so in love with that game on the Xbox. It was. It has so far. It's been one of the best games I've ever played. Just hands down. It's just been super fun. Like the boss fights, just are just so fucking cool. So yeah. fun. Like the levels are creative and interesting, and like the fucking sense of humor from you know Double Fine is still there, and it's fucking great. I am so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy. I, obviously, I think the big uh, problem with uh, Psychonauts One was just that last level. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think everybody knows the story at this point. Yeah. Uh, they ran out of funding and weren't going to finish the game. And then they had like a rando, like even after um, Tim Schafer took out a whole bunch of loans and stuff, they still couldn't do it. So he pretty much walked out and told everybody like, you know, this is it. We're not going to be able to do this. Studio is going to close and everything. And as story goes, after he said that, he goes back into his office and he has like a voicemail or an email from someone who's like, "Okay, we're gonna help you finish making this game." Yeah. So he quickly ran out. I was like, "I'm just kidding, you guys. Apparently, we just got funny. So let's finish this game." <laughs> um, but you can kind of tell that with uh, the last level, it just the the meat world. Yep. It's just not as grandiose and big as the rest of the game because yeah. you compare the meat world to something like uh, the whole like the bull fighting yeah that's exactly. actually exactly the first that was the one I was going to bring up that because that's just visually whole, like, stunning yeah the whole like black light bright even, neon even for something uh, on the Xbox you know that's still it looked out. fantastic it was um, so good so even uh, that even that first level too the whole milkman yeah, um, bit like that in of itself. That was hilarious. Like, 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 have you seen the milkman? Do you know where the milkman is? And just like all the G-men walking around, and everything it was fucking great. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so they are crowdfunding the game to an extent. Um, Double Fine is putting in a chunk of the money. Mm-hmm. They have Obviously. other random benefactors that are also investing in the game. So they're trying to raise. Um, Three point three million dollars. Yep. Um, they're at two point, pretty much two point six million dollars uh, raised with thirty days left. Yeah. So it's obviously you know going to be fine. Um, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, because um, they just announced it, um, they have the game slated for 2018. Mm-hmm. So two and a half years from now, we'll probably yeah. see it. Um, excited. Beyond excited. excited. I'm very happy that this series is coming back. Because like you said, it's one of, definitely one of the better series that yeah. I remember ever playing. Straight up one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. Not even a lie. So, um, if you are interested in backing that, um, you can um, go to fig, fig.com. Um, it's Tim Schafer's own like crowdfunding site for video games, but you can crowdfund like you normally would on Kickstarter, yeah, and just back the project, or you can actually be an investor. Um, and an investor, even if you invest something like I believe like five hundred dollars, yeah, if the game were to sell like two million copies, I think that's what it is, it, something like that. They have like the numbers broken down for you, but if you invest like five 
hundred dollars um, and the game sells X amount of copies, you can make X amount of money back. Yeah. Pretty much. So you just like an investor would. So you actually have a piece of the pie, I guess. Yeah. That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I like that model. I think like if I think if more people actually did that, there would probably be a lot more success in crowdfunding. Right. It's, especially with video games because they're so expensive, right? Yeah. Um, and then you might also have people who um, they're like, you know, I want to make a business investment, but I if I back it on Kickstarter, you know, what's the point? Exactly. Right. Because there's going to be no money return on that. Um. This this like uh, I think broadens the capability of people who need crowdfunding. Yeah. So where like it, like if you have like a legitimate business idea, I think this is where business ideas can go. Like I have this idea for such and such business. Uh, I need investors. Shark Tank. Yeah. Essentially, Internet Shark Tank. Yeah. Without Mark Cuban. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that motherfucker's there too. I don't know. So and then um, there was a whole bunch of news out of PSX. They showed off some. Um, virtual reality stuff and announced a couple games and like you know stuff like that um but the biggest news um is they showed off the final fantasy let me try that again the biggest news (laughs) is they showed off final fantasy 7 um they officially named it final fantasy 7 uh remake so there's no kind of confusion on it being a new game or right on it, it, well there, so there's no kind of confusion about it being like a remastered or something because yeah. um, I believe they just released that mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy 7 like remastered version uh, this is a straight up remake it looks really nice yeah um, so they announced that at PSX and then a couple days later they sent out an email to press that kind of was like, oh, yeah, you know, thank you for, you know, being excited for this, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, very smallly in there without bringing any attention to it, they were like, and the game is going to be released in, like, chunks. Huh. So it's, I don't want to call it episodic because it's not going to be, like, a telltale, like, you know, five episodes or yeah. something like that. But essentially they're just going to have a story break at one point and then just right i believe that game pretty much breaks up into acts yeah um so i'm sure that's going to be like oh you're you're at this area and then uh we'll break here yeah you know there's a shitload of stuff to do in this area um whatever but so they asked the creator about this and he pretty much was just like uh we want to get this game out as quickly as possible to you guys we don't want you to like sit around and wait for it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah. Can't blame him for that. Um, on top of that, I'm sure this isn't exactly a cheap project. So if they can get that uh, resurgence of cash before they're done, to yeah. help them finish the project, and um, if they can break this up into four chunks, make them like twenty dollar chunks. Um, be too bad that's I guess. 80 bucks as yeah. opposed to 60 dollars you know all at once so yeah it kind of all works out right a little so bit i i think the internet was kind of in an uproar about it but eh, you guys are gonna be fine if you guys <laughs> don't want to wait for all the episodes you guys can just wait for all of them to come out and then play it all at once right? yeah uh, which is probably about as long as it would take if they were gonna just make the game just make a whole game once yeah so don't complain. Be cool, you guys. Quit being a little bitch. Um, and you. finally, in gaming news, um, Bethesda 
opened a new studio in Montreal. Ooh, okay. Um, we have no idea what they're going to be doing. We have no idea what's going on with that. Um, it could be just so they can do companion apps, maybe and mobile games and stuff like that. Because obviously, Fallout Shelter was super successful, um, and they've had a, they had a, a companion app with uh, Fallout. Um, so it might be for them to do that. It might be them working on the uh, like off-year games, like the New Vegas. Yeah. Um, it could be that. Um, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, it just happens. We don't really know yeah. what they're going to be doing. But that's Something's good news for the future. Something's a brewing. Yeah. So uh, that's about it for gaming news show. You got anything uh, Anything you want to add? I do not, other than the fact that I am like super psyched for Psychonauts 2. Yeah, Psychonauts 2. And Leatherface. Leatherface and Psychonauts 2 make it happen. As far as, far as um, Psychonauts, uh, they've announced that they're going to be using Unreal 4. Okay. Um, Everyone and, uses the Unreal engines, man. I swear to God. And the reason um, that Tim Schafer said that they're doing that is so that day one they can have um, characters running around. Yeah. They don't have to worry about building an engine and, like, you know, doing this. They can just, from day one, have, like, you know, some kind of character model running around in the engine. Yep. That's good news, too, because that's a great engine. I don't know if you see any of the stuff that, like, um, you know, I can show you random videos online, but just, like, people making realistic-looking, like, houses and, like, you know, apartments yeah. and stuff like that in the Unreal Engine is just it's insane. Sounds insane. Um, but let's go and take a quick break, Joey, and uh, we'll come back and talk about a couple of new trailers that uh, dropped these last couple yeah. of weeks. All right, so we'll be right back, you guys. All right, so we are back. Back after we just watched a number of trailers that we're going to talk about. Uh, some of it was painful. A lot of it was painful. Very, very painful. Some of it wasn't bad. Apparently, we were not watching the same trailers. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go down the list. Actually, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, the one that didn't like make me like want to end everything. Uh, so the Captain America trailer, Civil War. Um, looks like they're taking a bit of a departure from the comic on it, which is to be expected from Marvel Studios. Uh, they don't really follow the blueprint of the comics, uh, you know, word for word or beat by beat. Um, and I like the way it looks. Yeah, it looks uh, what you'd expect. One thing um, I will bring up before the Russo brothers know their shit is um, there's no three in this trailer anymore. Yeah. Before it's Captain America three Civil War. Now it's just Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've seen a lot of movies through this lately. It was Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Now it's just Star now Wars just Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, 
Um, and I think, and I'm sure this is why they're doing it. It's just uh, from an outside audience. If you haven't seen Captain America one or two, you don't want to feel lost in the third. Exactly. One. Mm. Um, so this makes it seem like a spinoff or yeah. just kind of like its own thing. Um, I think it's very smart that they yeah. did that. Side note to that side note. Uh, that's also a reason why it's kind of hard to get into comic books because yeah. like, you look at issue number 579 and there's like, okay, well now I got to read, you know, 578 other comic books to get what's going on. Or I can just start off, which is why they DC did the whole new 52 thing, right? Yeah. But they completely fucked it all up anyway. Yeah. But that's the reason why they, it's, it's, it's the, like when they do massive reboots like that, that's their reasoning behind it. Try and get new readership in, but also, uh, there is easier ways to do that than just rebooting the entire universe. Like you can just like new story arcs, interesting story arcs, and just establish that later down the line. Anywho, um, so, uh, shit. Um, it's not bad. It looks really good. Captain America seems to be like the only like Marvel movies I or at least superhero movies that I can stomach at the moment, just because they're like new, they're interesting, they uh, they seem like there's a lot more going on other than you know uh, just you know big action set pieces, superheroes doing superhero I stuff. I like that they didn't um, show off all their cards just yet yeah um they show some Spider-Man. really cool action flick um, a- action parts yeah but yeah. i mean spider-man's gonna be in this movie they haven't shown spider-man at all. exactly because um, if they, they put that in the trailer there's then there's no reason to go see the movie right you know um but that's uh, talking about one of the other trailers we're going to talk about which i'll wait um smart move to not show yeah not to play all your cards at once exactly they showed some jumping off buildings um they showed the the pivotal point of the movie, which is pretty much Captain America versus Iron Man. Exactly. Um, and I think they did a really good job. Yeah. That. Um, now when, when the comic book came out, that was my jumping in point after like a long hiatus of like not reading Marvel comics for a while. Yeah. That was my, my jumping in point at that again, uh, was for civil war because I thought it'd be really cool and interesting. And it turned out to be not bad. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I there, there's definitely kind of like a different fondness to Civil War for me in there. And um, I, I just like the direction they're going with it in the movie opposed from the comic book. Um, and also with the comic book, I agreed with because uh, there is a big debate even in the comics world, um, you know, like who's right. Right. You know, Tony Stark or Steve Rogers. Well, just for a little backstory, if you don't know anything about the comic book or the movie, um, pretty much what happens is the government uh, lays out a mandate that says um, superheroes need to forfeit their, their secret identity. Unmask, pretty yeah. much. Um, and uh, Tony Stark is very much in favor in the realm of, yeah, we should do that. And mainly you can see that because he's already like a big out there figure Everybody exactly pretty much knows he's iron man uh captain america is in the other corner saying no this is infringing on my rights this is right. infringing on my freedom and, he, and he, pretty much the whole civil war comic is just everybody takes a side on this exactly and goes at each other and fights against the yeah. uh people on the other side of the argument so um 
not to cut you off. No, that, that, that's actually the, the whole point I was about to go into as well. Um, I kind of fell into Captain America's side on it. Um, I don't know why. I just like, I felt that if I was in that situation and I made a bunch of enemies, you know, uh, you know, fighting crime, doing a bunch of superhero shit or whatever, or even vice versa. You know, if I was a super criminal and, you know, pissed yeah. off a shit ton of people, uh, you know, uh, which, of course, if you're a criminal, it's not, you're not going to go register anyway. Yeah, with a criminal, I don't see it being that big of a deal. But with a hero, it's just like you're out there fighting so many villains. It's the same. It's the main reason why secret identities have always been a thing in yeah, comics. Exactly. Because, I mean, yes. like, what's, what's to stop the kingpin from, you know, slaughtering your entire family right. after he knows exactly. who you are? So. You know, to, to get at you because he can't get at you physically because he can sl- he can throw as many henchmen at, as he wants at you and you can just cut them down but or put them away. If he knows your family is, he can go after your family, can set up some kind of thing to hurt them or hold yeah. them hostage. And even then, like the government's not secure, Shield's never been secure in the yeah. comic books. I mean, there's always been some kind of Hydra infiltration. There's always been some kind of AIM infiltration. There's always been you know scrolls or something else along the lines of like something stupid um, happening and. Uh, this movie, I kind of think, is going to reflect that in some way, but also, uh, you know, also just, it looks like it's just going to be a really cool, big action movie. And I think that the way they have like a bunch of characters that are in the universe already, it's not going to equate to another Avengers movie. Right. I think it's definitely going to focus on Cap. I think the Russo brothers know what they're doing, and I think they know how to play this out just right. Yeah. Um and to a more casual audience who might be watching this, uh, the biggest question, of course, is why are Captain America and Iron Man fighting? Yeah. Of everything up until this point, they've been... Buddies. Yeah. Maybe on at the odds. Same team. Maybe, I was going yeah. to say, they're not like best friends or anything, but they've been on the same team. Yeah. Um, so, and I think the trailer did a really good job laying that out there, too. It was just, you know, like, here's the reason why they're in contention, and they're not going to show you much else other than, like, we hear some really cool action sequences. But, you know. Uh, so I'm excited for that movie. And anyone listening, if you are listening, assholes, um, it, like, what side of the camp do you fall on? Do you agree with Iron Man? Do you agree with Captain America? If you don't agree with Captain America, you're a communist. Um <laughs> Uh, let us know in the comments. Just uh, comment down below or shoot us an email. Um, tell us why I'm wrong. Or Please. tell us why we're right. More than likely you can tell us why we're wrong, but <laughs> just just let us know you're there. Um, then uh, the Tarzan trailer. Uh, uh it was it was his name Skarsgård Sarsgard has abs for days. Jesus, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, this dude looks like he's got like pecs underneath his pecs. Like it just like this crazy like, amount of like. I mean, like you, you, you I mean like you thought you saw abs in three hundred. These are the whole other other level. Like I'm just like staring at my gut right now, and it's like I know that's never gonna happen for me. <laughs> um, but. The movie, it looks cool. It looks good. But I know for a fact the movie's not going to do well at all. Yeah, um, just no hope, really. Like, pan, panned. Um, that movie did not do great. And then uh, people were not going to really see it as, you know, oh, this is not a Disney movie. They're going to see it as a Disney movie. And you saw the same thing with this movie. You saw it and you were like, yeah, Disney's not really hitting it with this live action stuff. It's actually Warner Brothers yeah. putting out the movie. So. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Tarzan, uh, Peter Pan, these were all stories that were around ages ago. Mm-hmm. Just Disney really made them household names. Exactly. Um, so now every time you see them, you're like, oh, that's a Disney thing. It's really mm-hmm. not a Disney thing. The story of Tarzan has been around for ages. Yeah, been around for hundred, like over 100 years. Yeah, so Disney really popularized it, and now this in the vein of things like... Um, the live action Cinderella that came out yeah. last year. Yeah. Or was it earlier this year? I don't remember. That one did all uh, right. Yeah. In the vein of that, I feel like other studios are like, okay, so these live action uh, fairy tale things are working. Let's try our hand at it. Even if we fuck up, we'll lose money, but our company won't lose their reputation as much. Yeah. Pretty much. Cause like, like everything falls on Disney at that point. Right. And even then the Disney live action movies that haven't done too well. I mean like the last, their last one Tomorrowland. I did, did horrible. One that has a chance is Jungle Book right now. Jungle Book. I Jungle think, Book has a shot. It has a shot at actually breaking that mold. I, I, it depends on when it comes out. Because if Jungle Book comes out first, I can see it doing okay. If Tarzan comes out before, uh, it's just going to spoil the market. Because and even then, I still don't think Jungle Book's going to do great either. I don't think it'll like blow box office records or anything, but I think it'll not do bad. If that yeah. makes sense, it's it'll, not it'll make its money back. It'll it'll be in the black by the time the movie is out. Yeah, it, uh, out of theaters. Yeah. So, so eh, like check it out if you guys are interested. It eh, looks all right, not incredibly impressive or anything. Like looks see, pretty. You see a lot of the same story beats we saw in the animated Tarzan by Disney, where you have like the baby in the crib and there's like the you know yep. mother ape like kind of like putting its fingers on the crib and looking at the baby mm-hmm. a lot of swinging stuff shitload of cgi monkeys and christoph you know, waltz is in it and, yeah and uh samuel l jackson's in it so if there's any reason for me to go see it other than abs i'm gonna go see samuel jackson and christoph waltz like act like you know amazing actors do i yeah. hope but uh yeah Anywho, moving on. Um, X-Men Apocalypse. <sighs> um, how do I say this? Uh, just not impressed. At yeah, all. Um, comparing this to the last two uh, X-Men movie that came out, X-Men movies that came out, um, this one doesn't hit that those same kind of feelings I had uh, for the old ones. Um, first class, in my opinion, I enjoyed it. I didn't like first class. Um, and then the last one, which, um, days of future past days of future past. I didn't think that one was bad either. I enjoyed it. So, uh, but this one, I don't, you know, really feel like there's all that much there. Like they're not horrible movies. They're just like, there's just, they're just disappointing because like, I mean, I have like some of these arcs and trade paperbacks, you know, maybe not like the full arc. I have like, you know, little bits of it here and there. Like, um, not like the full bound, you know, full story arc ones, but like a few of them. And it's just kind of like, like I, I get you guys want to emulate the comics a little bit, like a lot. And I like the way they do it by having them take place in the time periods that yeah. the comics actually kind of took place in, you know, you have your sixties and the seventies, uh, the eighties. Yeah. Um, now I remember correctly. Um, and they looks like they have like a bunch of the characters in there. Uh, you know, Jean gray Jubilee. I'm like, I know, uh, uh, Psylocke is supposed to be in it, but I don't really think Olivia Munn was a good choice 
Tears for Psylocke. There's like uh, just that it's bugs like, me. It's one of those things where. Um, we really won't know until we see her in action. Yeah. Well, like, she wasn't even in the in the trailer either. Right. That's what I'm saying. And like, and but um, like, I just, I just don't like Olivia Munn as an actress. She's not good, in my opinion. She's not funny in anything she's ever been in. Like, she's tolerable in uh, the newsroom, but that's it. <laughs> like, I, I just don't see a lot of worth. And Olivia Munn yeah. as an actress. Also, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm getting tired of Jennifer Lawrence being in everything. Like, she is in everything. Her and uh, what's-his-face? Um, the guy who played Steve Jobs. Fastburger? Yeah, Fastburger. <laughs> Welcome to Fastburger, home of the Fastburger. How am I take your order? <laughs> uh, that's stupid. Um, like, I'm just tired of those two, and like, I think they've overstayed their welcome. It's one of those things where, um, obviously, if an actor becomes popular, um, in the case of Jennifer Lawrence, she was kind of whatever before, or kind of an unknown, and then you have the Hunger Games yeah. happen, and everything kind of blew, blew up. blew up afterwards. Um, now she's she was in, in the old everything. X-Men movies, and, you know, she's been doing other things before, but... Um, it's just, I think uh, the Hunger Games kind of set her on fire. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, I just got it. I've only ever seen the first movie. <laughs> it took me a while to get it. But um, so, yeah, that kind of like, you know, pushed her into the limelight. And every it's one of those things where it's like everybody needed to have her. Yeah. Um, you know, what the worst part is like she's as old as we are. Yeah, I know. That makes and me feel, she's like, makes I feel, feel really shitty about myself. I know. Don't bring it Dude, up. Like, it's really like, okay, so at the Oscars last year, I saw it and I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, she's as old as I am. What and the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing with my fucking life? Holy she's, shit. She's the highest paid actress in the world and I'm fucking sitting here watching the Oscars. Watching my belly, bu- belly button and watching Netflix all goddamn day. Yeah, it's like, and like, I'm just, I don't know why. Like, I'm just getting sick and tired of seeing their faces and everything. It's just, it, yeah, it, it, bugging me it's one of those things that also happened with um uh cumberbatch he was also in a whole bunch of things after he kind of blew kumquat? up yeah <laughs> benedict kumquat i don't know um so yeah you kind of saw him in a lot of things too for a little while um and then it's kind of slowed down. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen him in anything really big. I think he took some time and Actors, did some theatrical stuff, like I, in theaters, like plays and stuff like that. Actors need to know when to kind of step back a little bit because right. sooner or later, like, I mean, like me, like I just, I, I watch like a lot of movies. So like I see these people like a bunch in movies and shit, but like after a while, sometimes you just kind of need to take a step back. Yeah. You don't and want let to the, burn out your audience. Yeah. You want to... What's the saying? A candle that burns uh, twice as bright burns, you know, twice as fast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're hot right now. That's great. And if you can get higher, uh, you know, a higher income for making these movies um, because of that, by all means, do so. Yeah. Don't take on six movies a year i mean like because like jennifer lawrence is in this she was in like the last two you know hunger games movies and she's in uh the new david o russell flick i also was um, thinking about it i didn't talk about this earlier i also watched the new hunger games movie yeah it's eh, yeah. all right um I, I i saw the first one and i just was like eh, i can go without watching the rest of these um and you know she's in the new david o russell movie joy and yeah. i don't know how many other fucking movies she's gonna be in like i know there's like at least one 
one more that she's in, and like I'm just she's I'm tired. I'm done with it. Joy that I think that, I just said that. Just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just Sorry. said it, dude. But uh, yeah, so you, in so many movies this year alone, yeah, like that. That's four flicks. Yeah, that's four movies. Like what the fuck? Like and just and not including stuff that I'm sure is planned for next year. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah, um, she's a great actress and everything. Yeah, she's uh, great. But I'm just tired of looking at her it's, face. It's, just, it's one of those things where it's just like this burnout, and you're starting. Yeah. It's, it's starting to get there. Yeah, it, and I mean, like, I mean, I just talked about how I want to see Christoph Waltz and Samuel Jackson because those guys, well, one, they made their bones already, and you know, they, they already cut their teeth. They're well-established actors. They're well-respected actors. But also, they, I think, they know when to kind of take a step back. Because I mean, I'm pretty like, like after after uh, you know, Pulp Fiction, like Samuel Jackson just blew up afterwards. But he knew how to play his audience. Yeah. Like he didn't have to be in everything. He had to be like he was in. He knew the roles that his audience would want to see him in. Um, and he didn't take every role that I'm sure was offered to him. Exactly. So I mean, I'm pretty sure like Jennifer Lawrence didn't do this either, but like, I, like she's just in way too many. Yeah. I'm not um, saying that she's like sitting there taking yeah. movies left and right or anything, but yeah, I mean, just this year alone, four movies. That seems like uh, seems nuts. Seems like quite a bit. And Cut that number in yeah. half, Jennifer Lawrence. I know you're listening. So, also, <laughs> um, oh, can you like spot me like a couple bucks? <laughs> yeah, we we could really use some uh, some food money. Uh, if you can get back to us, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, like these little Caesar's pizzas aren't going to pay for themselves. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, but other than that, like kind of getting back on the trailer, it's just the trailer was just very unimpressive. Uh, the only reason I would see this is because uh, Oscar Isaac is, you know, Ivan Ooze in this movie. Um, <laughs> he, he, okay, so we had mentioned this whenever we, uh, it was during the Comic Con yeah. uh, leak trailer, right? He looked very Ivan Oozy there. Here, he didn't look so, yeah. so much like Ivan Ooze. Looks better. Um, I think they might have gone back and CG color corrected him. <laughs> <laughs> he just at first he was just like this purple chewed up pile of gum. That's all he was. So um, that looks a little better, but I don't know. Um, it's not a Marvel Studios movie, definitely not. And I feel like that feels just obvious from it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Fox and Brian Singer have kind of like developed their own style for and these it, and movies. It's not bad, but it's very different than the Marvel Studios yeah. movies. So, like comparing the two, they're both Marvel movies, but you can tell which one is the Disney Marvel Studios one and which one is the Fox exactly uh, Marvel one. And like, so. also, I think I think another reason why I'm just tired of these X-Men movies is because they've been going on since 2000. Yeah. These movies have been going on for since, you know, for 15 years. Like every two years? Yeah. And, you know, I got tired of, I got tired of it after X-Men 3. And then the first three X-Men movies, we've had the Wolverine movies. Um, Yeah. I would consider those X-Men movies, right? Yeah. Um, Then you had uh, First First Class class, and Days of Future Past. what else? Have we, I feel like we've had more than that, but um, well, still though, that's that's five. No, that that's um seven. That's seven yeah, movies. That's seven. And seven in a fifteen-year period. It's one like every two like, years. Like I'm so. just like I'm just sick of it. And I'm I, I don't want to see. I mean, I'm sick of like a lot of comic movies in general. It's just I'm just not. 
I'm not keen on X-Men anymore. Yeah. The, the, the novelty wore off. I mean, like I respect the fact that they started like this whole new craze for comic book movies, like them oh, and Spider-Man. Them. Yeah. Without them, I don't think we'd have uh, very many comic books. Exactly. And, but like, I just don't like them. They just don't have anymore. enough. Um, they don't have enough in between and they don't have enough characters to really do a lot. Yeah. Uh, the reason why Marvel Studios is so successful, in my opinion, is, yeah, they put out a different Marvel movie every year, but it's a different character every year. Yeah, and every d- d- different years, leading you character. Get a collaboration. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the thing about that, too, is like X-Men straight up has like enough characters to like do that but they're not doing single character movies exactly and i feel like they would struggle to do so yeah i mean like well granted like you know the first wolverine movie just sucked it was just boring and then uh the second one i didn't bother to watch the second one um it's just i don't know just tired of it um moving on uh i'm gonna save the worst one for last but uh next we're gonna talk about independence day the trailer just dropped i believe today yesterday um just watch that shit um there is a lot of parts that just kind of started making me laugh like bill pullman out of nowhere with a beard giant beard giant beard like grizzly adams grizzly adams little beard like crazy man beard like and like 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 a lot of it just like it's just been making me laugh uh roland emmerich just stop just stop please you had one hit just leave it at that please you know what i i'm it doesn't look too bad it looks like your your popcorny summary action movie yeah i guess it's just like like independence day should have just been the should just been one movie should just been one movie I mean, like, it's, like, perfect. I think they might have waited a little too long to pull out the sequel. Yeah. I think that might be an issue, but... Uh, I mean, like, if anything, because I... Because with that, you're strictly going for nostalgia, right? Yeah. For people who enjoyed the first Independence Day. And I think one of the reasons people really liked the first Independence Day, let's be honest, was Will Smith. He was on mm-hmm. top of his game when that movie came yeah. out. That's what pushed him into being the big star he is now. I mean, like, he had, like, a, he had, like, so much momentum behind him when he got that role for Independence Day. But, uh... It's like, but like, and like, he was definitely known as like, that's Will Smith. We're gonna go see the new Will, Will Smith movie, but like that, that's the movie that catapulted him into like, you know, a plus status. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I just think like, with not without him in it, there is not a whole lot of redeeming factor. Yeah, and because go um, so it. if anyone is like, oh, maybe Will Smith will have a cameo, um, he won't. Into uh, the studio launched a like mock documentary website documenting the events up until this new movie and um will smith apparently his character died in some kind of freak uh malfunction of a uh, alien the new prototype yeah some what kind of like prototype hybrid um spaceship so he blew yeah. up. um so yeah um so he won't be in it i think a lot of people would have gone and seen if he had some kind of cameo in yeah it. 
Um, but obviously, that be I'm hoping for a Randy Quaid cameo. So that would be dope. On that same website, they say that uh, he's survived by his wife and his son. Um, his son is supposed to play a part in this. Role. Yeah, that, I, I figured as much. So, and like one of the Hemsworths is in it. And yeah, we saw Baby Thor. Uh, yeah, Baby Thor, Brother Thor, <laughs> and like Brother Thor, like Throd, <laughs> like Throd. Why do you keep fucking up? Yeah, so I was um, I wasn't aware which one came first, and I just looked it up. Um, so Independence Day came first in '96, and then Men mm-hmm. in Black came in '97. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, yeah, that's Men in Black. I strictly remember like even my parents being like, oh yeah, Will Smith. Like we that movie looks cool. We should go watch it. Yep. Um, but I didn't know if it was one which one was before the yeah. other one. Uh, before that, he had like plenty of other movies. He had like what Bad Boys and yeah. obviously he had the uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah, everyone knew him as Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure seeing him change from being Fresh Prince to um, being an Independence Day yeah. was a big like you know. This is a big leap, leap. for him. But so like I don't know. I'm just not too psyched about this movie. I'm just like I could go. I can't go either way on it just because I I'm like sternly just like not excited. Zero excitement. I always say that I have like um, being a real curmudgeon today. Obviously, I'm, obviously this isn't Star Wars. <laughs> for Star Wars is so strong that I can feel my boner beginning already. The boner awakens. Um, <laughs> hey, that's the porn parody. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look bad. I mean, once it comes out, if I have, like, nothing, I you know, nothing to do, and if it's, like, you know, those summer, one of those summer movies, I might go watch it. Um, but uh, I'm not sitting here getting hyped for Independence Day. No, that's for neither. Sure. Um, last and certainly least... <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people who are probably going to disagree with me on this, and I welcome uh, your attempts to fight me because find me in real life and fight me. Um, IRL. Not on the internet. <laughs> fight me IRL, not on the internet. Um, I so think um, I made my, my stance very clear on this movie. You did, and we can talk about it because I feel differently than you do. So, um, The new Batman vs. Superman trailer. Uh, yeah, it dropped on Jimmy Kimmel uh, earlier in the week. I'm Before hoping it's a really bad week. prank by Jimmy Kimmel because uh, that trailer sucked. But, you yeah, know, um, Affleck went on and introduced a trailer. Um, and it was a longer trailer than the last one, I believe. Um, or it like, might have been about the same. It's like three minutes. It's a three-minute long trailer. It's bullshit. Um, very, they very much put out there what the movie is going to be about. They put out the entire movie in exactly. three minutes. Um, if you want a cliff notes on what Batman vs. Superman will be, just watch the trailer. Okay, so straight up, I'm going to just tell you this right now. Lex Luthor pits Batman against Superman. They fight. They realize they've been duped. Apocalypse comes, or whatever the fuck that asshole's name is. I'm pretty sure it's Apocalypse. Yeah. Doomsday? No. 
Is it Doomsday? You know what? I think it's, I think you're right. I'm it's just kidding. Because, I mean, like, they have, like, Darkseed and Doomsday, and yeah. then there's Apocalypse in the Marvel Universe. It, it, it's supposed to be Doomsday in the trailer. Yeah. Doomsday, I forgot. But, like, Doomsday also looks really shitty in that movie, like, in that trailer. He looks like a really bad version of a fucking Ninja Turtle, and it's it's ridiculous. It looks like one of the uh, the buddy people. On- yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Um, um, technically, the whole thing with Doomsday, he's supposed to um, die and come back stronger, I believe. Yeah, but... Um, so, obviously, I think this will be his first, like, iteration. He'll probably be the main villain in the second one. Um... But yeah, just yeah. Doom, I, but, I feel like it was a lot going on yeah. in the trailer. That's for damn sure. But Doomsday's there, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and they all team up. One, okay, so I'm gonna like start a big internet fight. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman should not be in this movie. I don't think she's gonna be a prominent player in this movie. I'm guaranteeing you, with Zack Snyder, he's gonna play it up a lot more than what you think we what you think he's gonna do. I don't think that she's gonna be in the movie all that much. Probably not, but she's gonna play it up a lot more than the, what she needs to be. I mean, I think they are made. They're making a Wonder Woman movie, right? Yeah. Um, so I think this will be more so an introduction of her character, uh, kind of having her show up, and then she kind of leaves. Mm, uh, I don't know. Zack Snyder's a shitty director. Uh, I, I don't trust him. So. Uh, we can start at the beginning of the trailer. We're kind of just hopping all around. Well, actually, no. That that that's straight up the entire trailer. Oh, okay, actually, you know what? Yeah, let's start at the very beginning because you have a problem with the very first line of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Agree. It is a very bad first line. Okay, so here's the first line of the trailer. It's like so. Uh, scene opens. Big like art gallery opening. Yeah, it's like uh, kind Bruce. Of it's like Bruce Wayne drives up in this little like you know vintage Aston Martin, gets out, and then you and then it cuts back to Clark, uh, Clark Kent. Kent with uh, fucking whoever. Um, and <laughs> uh, and then Clark Kent's first words are, "Who's that? He must be new." Motherfucker, that is Bruce Wayne. You yeah, are a journalist. Yeah, a you're fucking a journalist. journalist. Even even if you're fairly new to Earth, right? Because he's you yeah. Know. You're gonna learn about Bruce Wayne in like a couple days. Yeah, especially if you're in the press. Um, he's this big time philanthropist. You know, he's this like you know big playboy kind of a guy rich uh, as fuck as like in, has been in the news ever since his family was murdered in front of him yeah and um uh according to snyder uh metropolis and gotham are pretty he said that essentially metropolis is san francisco and gotham is oakland so they're very close to each other. Gotham is more so like the slums of uh, Metropolis. Especially if you're that close, you would know about the one extreme billionaire guy that lives right down the street. See, this right? is this is why so, Zack Snyder is a really shitty director. He can't. He keeps fucking it up. Keeps fucking it up. So yeah, that that, that line's very upsetting. So uh, it, it's just it's ridiculous. In all honesty, I mean, like the, the the whole that whole thing just like makes just really puts me in doubt with the writing capability of whoever wrote this fucking script. Right. And I just, I just don't have any faith in that. And it's, and to, to, and then, you know, further down the line, you know, uh, they obviously hint, like there's really heavy hinting in all of this and uh like essentially you know uh, clark kent meets bruce wayne you know they, they shake hands hi i'm clark kent from the daily planet uh, i wanted to ask you a few questions about the bat vigilante right. in gotham and then uh 
Say, it does a couple of like uh, newspaper rolls of uh, you know Batman tying this dude up and like you know batarangs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and then you know uh, you know they have an exchange essentially saying you know you know like uh, you know Clark Kent is essentially against Batman and uh, he's saying how can you say that when your superhero does the exact same thing but you're not questioning him you build monuments to him yeah you're and kind of running newspaper you know things yeah, about him all essentially the time. calling him a hypocrite which is already establishing like a conflict between the two before they even like reveal their identities to each other which all in all is fucking stupid as shit could have been done better <laughs> um like in all honesty they should have just straight up like hey i want to talk to you about the bat vigilante and then like he and then you could just talk about that and then how do you feel about superman and then just talk about that right and instead like actually we'll have like uh you know uh show you know the the inner thoughts of, of the character but um and then you know lex luther fucking pops his fucking head in and jesse eisenberg is kind of manic i don't know yeah it in, seems, in it his seems delivery like more so like oh he's trying to fill a void for like a joker like character as opposed to like lex luther who he kind of i've always kind of imagined him as kind of like the more so like rich scheming type and not like the crazy yeah. like oh like rah, 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 like super like high intensity and everything i yep. kind of imagine him more like a laid back kind of a a methodical exactly man. a Someone very methodical who thinks their things through instead of just being weird yeah and kind of eccentric yeah i never really pegged lex luther for being eccentric granted um, this is before like eccentric in taste not eccentric in the way he acts and i wonder if this is like a beforehand because obviously he still has his hair lex mm-hmm. very well he uh, loses his hair because of kryptonite right so you know the, this thing is maybe this event hasn't happened yet where he kind of changes maybe yeah. he's still kind of like just this like rich well like eccentric and, guy but even then it just i, I feel like it doesn't doesn't add up well right like i don't know and and then later and then later in the trailer uh you know you see clips of them fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting i will say this fighting everybody kept complaining about ben affleck being batman i think he plays great batman i think he looks he's been a lifelong fan of batman i don't see the reason why he wouldn't be a good batman or at least at the very least a good bruce wayne yeah and and he he's got this uh he's got that like older look and like an older batman that's kind of been around the block a little bit it's kind of you know and you know and then there's some parts in that trailer where you see uh um you know the robin suit all busted up and like tagged up with ha 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 joker blah 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 yeah the jokes on you or something like that um that like alluding to that he's been through like losing robin at this point and yeah um um, i believe this was jason todd robin not dick grayson robin I think, I, yeah, I think I it think. might be Jason Todd, but we, I, I guess we don't really know yet. Yeah. Uh, as far as where that lands on the timeline. Which, but, yeah. He, like, that, that whole situation should have been. lost Robin already. Yeah. So, he's obviously, you know, experienced loss and, like, been, oh, yeah, he lost his yeah. parents. But in his adult life as Batman, he's experienced loss again. Um, so he's been through some shit. He, yeah. You know, and and I, I, I honestly also don't really like that part either. Um, mostly because I think that like introducing that there was a Robin already fucks up with people who are just getting into this and it's like there was a Robin already what movie did I miss that's the first thought that that comes ahead issue um 
not. Ex- I mean, Affleck is set to what? Write and star in a couple of Batman movies. Maybe we'll yeah. have that set up somehow, like a prequel to this, or you know, some this is to make it messy, though. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, DC really kind of grasping at straws. This is really they're, they're fucking up hardcore. Their last big chance to hit in the you know movie. E- even though we know for a fact they're right. still going to push forward with other movies right. after this. But like, um, in all honesty, they probably should have just straight up not had any allusion to Robin at all, and it could just like you know just be bef- because like the, the, like you know Superman has barely been on Earth for a while now. Right. Like he's not really. I guess, like, establish himself as the Man of Steel, despite the first movie being called Man of Steel. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's just, I just think that this could have been done, that that could have been handled better because then they, like, especially when they want to introduce more characters and some more longevity into the movie, then they could have gone, like, oh, hey, Dick Grayson is in the next Batman movie and just done that. I mean, like, it, 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 this yes. whole, like, situation could be easily avoid, avoided. Um, but anywho. But then again, that's also, and I know things about making movies is treat your audience like they don't know anything about this thing. Yeah. Um, For the most part. But at the same time, you don't want to always assume your audience is dumb. You know? Well, I mean, like, Batman. If they can have some kind of thing to set it up where. yeah, people. I don't. People might have the thought of like, oh, I might have missed a movie, but obviously set it up to where they talk about, you know, that the Joker killed him. Alfred could mention it, or you know, you yeah. know, like you know, you just do this in like Jason Todd's memory or yeah. whatever. What in some stupid way to like mention it casually, and even have it just like allude to. Um, Maybe seeing this in another movie. No. But, like, the the easiest thing they could have done was just not have it. Like, straight up. Just nixed it, done, moving on. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, fans love... Um... I hardly fans love little touches to things like yeah, that. I hardly think a lot of the fans who go see these movies are not like the fans of the comic books. I think they're more the fans of the movies, and they don't have the in-depth knowledge that like a fan of the comic book would have. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I don't know. So, so they show uh, Superman and Batman fighting. Yeah, a whole lot, and um, at some point they they are like, okay, well. This movie isn't about those two fighting, really. Right? Yeah. It's going to be about them putting aside their differences and fighting um, what looks like Doomsday. Yeah. Um, and they're about to get blown up, and then Wonder Woman shows up. I think what's probably going to happen is she's, you know, off in her Amazonian island. You know, cause she can do that whole, like, seeing the future premonition thing. Um, and she probably sees something and heads over and helps them. And I'm assuming she's going to leave soon after that. I don't think they're going to focus on her too long. You yeah. feel differently about that. I, I think they're going to focus on her for way longer than they're going to need to. But, you know, hope is that they'll kind of just touch on her, establish that she's in this universe, and then have her move on, wait till, you know, her individual movie. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they needed to show 
that there was going to be some other threat in this movie. They needed to show that Doomsday was, you know, going to be there. Mm-hmm. Because a casual audience sitting at home watching this trailer, they're okay. So if I walked out into the street, if I walk, if I went to the mall right now and stopped everybody from every age group, from kids to old, like, you know, elderly people everywhere in between uh, males and females, doesn't matter. If I asked them if they knew who Batman was and if I asked them who they knew who Superman was, they would both. No, you know. There would be an overwhelming majority of people saying yes. Right. Um, but we both know those two characters as heroes. And I would say at least half of them would think, you know, thanks to the Justice League and the Super Friends and everything, you know, that they were on the same side. So to have a movie where they're fighting, I feel like they a lot of people would be like, oh, I thought that they were like, you know, on the same side. Yeah, Why but that's they? the box office straw, though. Right, exactly. So I don't see... uh, It's necessary to show that they're not going to be fighting the whole movie, but I don't think you need to show it just yet. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it should have been in any trailer at all that, like, all of a sudden they're getting along together. It should have just straight up been like, hey, Batman and Superman are fighting, because it's been been in the comic books multiple times. Right. And, like, like, Batman and Superman are fighting, and then you just, like... And that's it. That's the trailer. That's all you got to do. Like, but like when they push too much and they add too much in it, and they pretty much give you the entire plot of the movie. I mean, look at—we were talking about the Civil War trailer earlier. Yeah, we don't have a reason why they're fighting each other. Well, I mean, we sort of know. They didn't really explicitly know, but we we know why. Uh, but there isn't like this thing that they've shown yet that's going to be like, oh, there's this thing that's happening that's gonna. You guys are going to need to calm your shit because there's like a bigger enemy. You know, I, I guess I just so they didn't show any of that in the Civil War trailer. They could have done the same thing with the Batman trailer. They could have just kind of uh, you know held back on it a little bit and not said too much. Um, I think visually it looks nice. Visually, it's fine. Yeah, it, um, but I just think it's it's way too like people are trying to emulate the Michael Bay and the Christopher Nolan look, and now everything is looking the same. Yeah. And it's it's kind of getting annoying. Uh, it's like this really dark. It's like kind of like you know really intense lighting, harsh shadows. Fucking everything seems to be fucking happening at night, and uh, you know very sharp, very clean, very crystal clear. And uh, the one thing I will the, say um, is something a very like comic booky movie moment. Uh, you see Batman get uh, his cowl removed at some point during the trailer, um, but he still has his kind of like his feathered Bruce Wayne hair. Mm-hmm. That's kind of comic booky, right? Because honestly, oh, yeah. if you were to take off his cowl, that dude would look like a sweaty hot mess. A sweaty hot mess. He was just like helmet hair, eyeliner just streaming mm-hmm. down his face like he's been crying. Good, good. Obviously, if he's out yeah. there fighting, he's sweating. He's you know. Yeah, I mean, like it's so hard work. That's a very like comic booky. Oh yeah, definitely. There, there's plenty of those moments that look very yeah, like very pulled from a comic book page. Perfectly quaffed hair that comes out. Yeah, like I see that. It's just I just don't. I don't know. There, there's a lot I find wrong with this movie. 
there's just an overwhelming abundance of things I find bad with this movie, and especially this trailer. Um, you know, I mean, like in all honesty, we have to wait and see if it's going to be any good. But just based off the Man of Steel alone, and that was just that was garbage. Yeah, that was wet garbage, wet hot garbage, and. I don't see Zack Snyder doing any better in this movie. I mean, like he's had, he, he's directed several movies. A bunch of them are not great. You know, I mean, uh, 300 is passable. Watchmen really, that, that's is what boring. Put him on the map, right? 300. Yeah. 300, 300 is what put him on the map. Um, Watchmen is boring. Watchmen wasn't bad, but it was just page by page. It's pulled straight from the comic. Exactly. Right. And it was boring. It was like, it's like the worst kind of adaptation because it's just page for page. Right. There is no artistic merit with it. There is no anything. It's just like, see, here, this is what I can do. And that's it. It's like tracing. Exactly. No, you can trace. It's like, but it takes. But you're passing it off as your own. Right. And that's what's problematic. Um, the only, but when he did, you know, his like one of his earlier movies was Dawn of the Dead, the remake. That wasn't horrible. That was pretty good. That was, you know, a, a decent enough remake with a different reimagining, a different time period for that kind of movie. Uh, granted, though, uh, you know, it didn't have the same impact that George Romero's right. uh, had, but you know, hey, he's not a George Romero. Um, I'll, I'll say that as, mu- as as much. But for a guy who's trying to come into his own and a guy who's in charge of an entire universe of characters of development, he's not doing a great job so far. Even though it's only one movie in, he was that move, first movie was bad. And you yeah, look at, I mean, we're definitely going to see what happens. I mean, um, and, and also you look at. Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie back in what, 2007? Right. Or later, whatever. Uh, that was fantastic. That was a good first step. Yeah. Man of Steel wasn't. Yeah. But then again, you think about Iron Man 2, and Iron Man 2 wasn't all that great. Yeah, but at least they had a good first step. You know? They didn't, they didn't, you know, like, trip and fall. On. But if this movie comes out great, then it could, you know, easily save the whole thing it so, could i don't plan on it i don't really expect it to happen i, expe- I expect them to plug plug away anyway but yeah and they're gonna keep making these movies either way but um i don't think it looks that bad um it doesn't look great i visually it looks great but you know i i don't feel that draw mm-hmm. like with it's with captain with captain america civil war it's a lot easier to feel that draw because you've become invested in these characters mm-hmm. over the years right um, with this it's just like uh, there hasn't been enough of well this is the first time we're seeing a new Batman right since yeah. uh, Nolan and we've seen Superman before but it wasn't at Superman's best so I feel like there's less of that emotional investment yeah. in the whole thing. Um, we'll see. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out. Uh, all these movies are slated for 2016 yep. at some point, right? Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm. I didn't think they. I didn't think, uh, like I said, Batman vs Superman, uh, visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Doomsday, I feel like he looks kind of weird. Um, looks ugly as fuck. <laughs> like I said, he kind of just looks like a putty person. Um, Civil War, 
uh, that there's some hype behind yeah, it. For I, sure. I have some. Um, I have genuine interest in that movie. Yeah, um, Tarzan. Eh. Um, CG, CG Fest and no Phil Collins, so like, what's the point? Yeah, I know. I want I want to meet some fucking Phil Collins or at least some oxygen. Goddamn. <laughs> and then uh, Independence Day. Um, Fuck Jeff Goldblum. Like I said, I, it, it, that just looks like your you know summer yeah summer blockbuster kind of movie. So there's not really much you can complain about there. Um, and then X Men Apocalypse. Um, Unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Unimpressed. Uh, it doesn't look bad. I just don't. Yeah, really feel anything for it. Um, anything you want to add, Joey? Before we uh, get out of here for the week? Um, no, I don't really have anything else. All right. So, um, thank you for listening. Uh, I feel like I don't say thank you enough to our audience members. Uh, thank you for listening. Go and rate us on iTunes if you get the chance. Uh, go like the Facebook page. Uh, send us an email if you got something to say, or if you just want to have a nerdy conversation with us uh, at or in the yell at us. podcast at gmail.com. Um, other than that, we have a couple things planned for the rest of the year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be our last uh, news episode before the. Uh, before the end of the year yep um we have plans to do a top ranking yep of the year i actually have my list i've, I've been working on my list since the, be- I, I, I think about the beginning the beginning of the year kind of had your own thing but i figured i'd you know yeah whatever um and then a christmas episode um if we have enough time we'll probably put up a uh, some kind of New Year's thing or just mm-hmm. something else. If not, um, we're probably going to have some kind of other thing in there. So uh, this is our last new thing for the... I'm a little upset because Star Wars is next week. Yeah. And I really want to talk about Star Wars. But I won't be able to until next year. <laughs> so um, I doubt I'm going to write a review, but I'm probably going to... F- uh, I'll probably write some kind of response piece to how I feel about it at some point. Um, so I guess keep an eye out for that. Um, other than that, I've been working on this little guide thing on the website uh, for Fallout 4. Uh, in case you want to find some really awesome weapons in the game, uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, but let's get out of here, Joey. Um, we will be back next week, you guys. We'll see you guys later. Later.